0: Shut
1: up, and sit down.
0: I'm so excited, oh, I just can't hide it. You know, you know. Okay, that's enough. That's three seconds. Probably a little bit more. might be a
1: little bit more. Oh, God. A little bit
0: more, but we're going to... It was off tone. It wasn't right. So it doesn't matter. Hey, everybody. It's episode 249 of Third Shift, and you are welcome to hang out with us today because... It's a good day. We've got Summer Games Fest starting up. We've got some cool stuff. Gearbox made an announcement. We're gonna talk about some like, whoa, whoa, whoa what games do you like. I don't know. You know how it goes. We're gonna talk about it here on this particular episode. But I gotta tell you, with me today, there's this voice. I don't know. You might have heard him. He he was like blah, 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 right before we got going. He's there. It is the Inglorious Bastard himself, the Medicine Man. I don't remember what we were going to call him, but...
1: It's the Science Master. I looked it up. That's it.
0: (laughs) The Science Master Matt himself. He's here with me today, as he always is, except for extremely rare occasions. Having a good time. Ready to do this episode. Ready to get going. But before we talk about all the cool stuff, we got to talk a little bit about the week and what we've been doing, playing, etc. So we'll start with you, Mr. Matt.
1: How's your week been? What do I say every single time you open the podcast? Okay. Oh, man, right before the show, I don't know, I wasn't really feeling it. Because I came home and I watched the thing that we're going to talk about. And I was like, yeah! And I think my excitement and then the sleepiness from not sleeping a lot, and it just like caved me down. And I went...
0: What's going on?
1: I woke up What's and I right. went, oh, it's time for the podcast. Oh, let me try and get my release thing together. Oh, man, just... Oh man, I just want to sleep. I just want to. Hmm, I just want to watch a stream and sleep. And then you did the intro, and I went, "Hey, it's podcast time! It's magical. It's like I'm back up and, Woo! whoo! Rocketship, like a, bottle, like like a rocket. slap in the <laughs> face, slap in the face! Wow, <laughs> I did it! I'm the science master. Look at me go! Woo hoo!" So it was a pretty good week. Played Animal Crossing: New Horizons. There's not much to say. I played it every day. I also played Near Replicant, which there is more to say on that, but we've talked about it off air forever and ever. But it was one of those things where I sat down and I was like, this is going to be a Saturday of near replicant. Here I go. I'm going to do it. I smashed through the end of the A playthrough, started playing through the B playthrough, got about 25, 50% of the way into it. Hard to judge just because all the run around and fiddly fooing you do. And I went, I think I'm done playing this game now. I don't really want to see the ending of the B playthrough because now you're seeing all the stuff that actually was really going on with what you were doing, but it was the same as it was in near Automata, and it was the same thing, and I didn't want to just play through sad vibes ending to that playthrough. And so I went, well, I think it's over, and I gave myself a day to ruminate on it. Maybe I'm just not in the mood for sad stuff right now. Give me a day. And then the next day came, and I went, are you going to play near Replicant? And my brain said, nah, just watch the endings on YouTube. And I did, and some of, some of the stuff was very cool. In those endings but to play through the game again and again to get to those i just went it wasn't gonna happen it was a fun game a great first playthrough but when i started seeing the stuff that i've already seen in a game that i enjoyed way way more i kind of went okay that's i get it it's a near game this is what i'm gonna expect from a near game so still had a lot of fun with it in that first playthrough and part of the second but just it's time is over The sun has set on that one, and the sun has risen, as it had last week, too, on Slay the Spire. Because every time I play that game, I have a buttload of fun. Whether I'm getting completely trashed by the enemies and just making that one mistake that just screws me over and my run's done, or I'm jumping in that daily challenge mode and just having the most ridiculous decks. I had another one just the other day where it gives you all these colorless cards in your hand. And I won't explain what that means, but all these kind of cards you don't normally get in the course of your run. And I started off with one innate card, which means it starts in your starting hand. And it says, deal X number of damage, where X is the number of cards in your draw pile. And because I started with all these crazy cards in my draw pile, you could instantly do 50 damage right away. Boom. And after that first combat, it went, pick one of these three cards to retain. One of the choices was another one. Eleven combats down the road, there was another one. And after each combat, you get a card anyway. So the damage on those just kept ramping up and ramping up and ramping up. I got to the final boss. One of the final bosses is two characters. The first one, I just went bzz, bzz, bzz and hit him with a couple other attacks. Instantly dead. Great. Fantastic. I love that stuff. Make your cards, make your build, make everything all crazy. Slay of the Spirit does that every single time I play it. And it makes me so happy. It makes me happy right now. What do I always say, Eric, What I'm doing my week? I oh, know, man, I just want to go play Slay Spire. The <laughs> and then, of course, we played Overwatch for the first time in a long time on our Friday night. Uh-huh. Drinking beers, having fun. Uh,
0: that was a good time.
1: I don't remember a lot of those specific games, but I remember having a lot of specific fun and having a great time and laughing and talking and great stories and great memories. Ooh, it was a good time.
0: That that was a sweet spot because it was that it was just we were just yapping about God knows what everything on his sun, just going and going and going. I don't think we shut up for even one second. No, and no we way. were still winning matches, handling business, doing the best we could, being random heroes, mm-hmm. just laughing and and it's, just Overwatch. It's so fun. Yeah. It's so simple, and it's so ridiculous in how it just screws you over constantly because it never gives you your favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Like it knows. It knows. It goes, oh, I see here that you like uh, uh, Arisa, Lucio, uh, Junkrat, uh, yeah, J- uh, Road, Roadhog. Yeah, you're never, you're never going to get those characters. You didn't never. play Arisa one time that Not night. even one time. Not even once. The whole night. And I'm like, how is that even possible? Instead, it gives me the characters. I don't. Hey, you like that hamster thing? We're gonna. You're gonna play hamster so much. You're gonna love it. I'm like, would well, you stop? Stop giving me barista. Stop giving me freaking the hamster. <laughs> for
1: God bless. I think I played as Moira one time that night. It was in the very first game, and I was like, sweet. It's gonna be a time when I get my favorite character. <laughs> Never again. Never again. Mm-hmm. Play no. as Anna. Uh, I put him to sleep and now he's fully healed and I shot him and he woke up and killed me okay alright mm. <laughs> and that's and that's not to say that we all the time suck as these characters no we do decent we know how to play video games we oh. run around oh, this guy's got a grenade and he shoots okay I get it and it's shoot shoot grenade grenade but it's just it does. It does kill me sometimes, especially because you always get my favorite characters, and mm-hmm. sometimes I get yours. I'm over here playing
0: Zarya like fifty two matches of the ah. night. Oh goodness gracious! <laughs> it just it drives me insane because I love I love the game, and I and all the characters are cool and different, unique yeah. in their own way. And like you said, I don't suck at any of them except for Rockman and Hamster. I don't know how to play those two at all, like at all. Who's Rockman? Uh, the old bald guy with the shoots out the little rocks and the Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Sigmund Freud. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: Sigmund Freud. Yeah, don't those? I don't have a clue how to play those <laughs> guys. I am clueless. I literally just go die. Yeah. And then that's also partially me with the guy who punches real hard. He's
1: oh yeah, like Doomfist. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Doomfist. That's the other one. I'm like, I don't know this. I I'm doomed. I'm doomed and playing Doomfist. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go die because I have no idea what I'm doing. I can't perform right. But all the other characters, even though I don't play them, I know what they do. Yeah. You know, May, you know, Tracer, all those. I can play them. I'm not. I'm not stupid at them. Yeah. So it's still a lot of fun, even though they're not my favorites. Just because I know what I'm doing for the most part. Not amazing or nothing. You know, remember I'm, I'm only like a gold player, so not great. Not great. Uh-huh. Just average. But it's a, it's a great time. I missed not playing it. We didn't play it for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Played it, had a lot of fun. Now I'm like, man. We need to make sure that's in the rotation here and there a little bit more.
1: I mean, you know, you mentioned being a gold player. We got to get back in and start playing competitive again, eh? We do. We need
0: to do what we used to do and start the night off competitive. Do Couple three rounds, rounds or whatever. Yep, yep. yep. And then we move on and have fun the rest of the night with craziness. Mm-hmm. And that would give you a chance to for sure play your favorite characters, etc. That's true. And enjoy that little competition and you playing as your, you know, your best of the best, and then looping into Crazyville.
1: That's fair. Maybe we'll start doing that. We'll have to think about it. we got a Friday coming up, maybe, possibly. So we'll see what happens. Yeah,
0: we'll see how it goes. We'll see if tomorrow works. I'm hoping. I got my fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, Freddy. Fingers crossed.
1: <laughs> but that was it for me this week and a little bit for you this week. How about the rest of you this week? How was this week, sir?
0: All right. So as we discussed, did the Overwatch with you, had a great time. I also played near Replicant. Funny you should mention it. I got through the B ending. And start up to C, and I was going through C, and I was like, man, everything's identical. There's nothing changing anymore. This is all the same. I don't understand what's going on here. I thought these endings and things were all supposed to change, and we're going to get different dynamic looks. Looked it up, found out, guess what? You're C, and if you do the D or whatever, nothing changes. Nothing.
1: Except for something at the very end.
0: Except for something at the very end. Yeah. And I went, oh oh man no and like you i sat there and i paused it because i was actually playing as this all happened Mm -hmm. And i just sat there and i was rubbing my chin doing the beard stroke look you know i looked it up and i'm reading this stuff and i'm like oh man i I love the story i love these characters i love what's going on but i'm done i'm just done playing this game over and over again
1: it would have been so much easier to especially get those endings if the main quest didn't involve you right off the bat. Go over here. Okay, you can't do something there yet. What are your only options? Not wait there to continue your story there. It's run all the way out of that area and run all the way across the map and get in this other area and then come out and then, oh, look, you might be able to go back down there again, but you got to run all the way to your house first and get the letter and then go run all the way back through that area you just ran through to get to your house and come down here.
0: Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. And that, for me, that was the same deal. I was like, this is cool. I love Nier games now. You know, I'm a total Mm -hmm. fan. Don't get me wrong. But I was like, Nier Automata did it better in every way. I'm going backwards in time, playing a game that was the ideas and the foundation of what Nier Automata was going to be. And it just isn't measuring up, which is no fault of its own. It it was the ideas and it was the beginnings of, like I said, foundation. So once again, Replicant. Great game, fantastic, but I was like, okay, I've done A and B, I started through C, that's it for me. I, I I got too many games coming out, and that are already out that I gotta get to, and I see the gist of the story, I know what's going on. So I was like, yep, just like you, I'm gonna watch, you know, the final endings, just so I can see what happens with Kine and it's, you know, conclusion, everything that I've missed since I've only done the two playthroughs and uh move forward i'm gonna put down the rest i will i will say i'm mildly still sad though because i know i could play for three to five more hours and get through c again no problem probably and then get another trophy and then of course the weird part of me, it's like trophies are important so now people know that i like near and i play it, and look at my tro- nobody cares and nobody looks at my trophies no nobody so does it means absolutely nothing so i got to stop and hit myself in the head and go, Eric, no one cares. No one's looking at your trophies wondering what Eric's playing or doing. Who cares?
1: And I think what especially does suck is that if you go through and you don't do the C ending, but you do the D one, and then you just do E, you it's if you finished off this playthrough, the E part is not as long, but it's still a slog from wherever you're at to get all the way through a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's not worth it. But it, 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 does, it is a shame. I feel the yeah. same way. It's like, I would love to have all the endings, and I would like to see the cool thing that happens in the D ending that I watched already. Mm-hmm. But I've already seen it in a better game, so I'm, yeah. I'm fine with it.
0: It's like, okay.
1: So there you go. I am
0: done with Nier Replicant. I have played through A and B fully, partially through C, but this is where I call it a day. I'm going to go watch the rest of the endings, put Near to rest. Fantastic game. Obviously, the the, se- the sequel is even better. If you love it, get on board. I'm telling you what. And last but not least, I played Persona 5 Strikers. And this is another one where I keep getting in there and I'm smiles and having a great time. And then we get to the grindy part where I'm just kind of going through and just killing baddies. And it's not even that it sucks or it's not f- like it's boring, but for me it is. Like just the, the regular fighting, I don't know what the difference is. We've talked about it already before. In Royal, I was powerful as all hell. And I could just go through and zap-zang zang. But forever, it was pleasure. It just brought me pleasure. This time around, even the fights where I'm just popping them off, hitting two buttons, it's not bringing me that same pleasure. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm getting sleepy. I'm, I'm actually, no, I'm not kidding. I'm getting sleepy. I get mm-hmm. tired. And then I turn the game off because I don't
1: want to get tired. I want to enjoy my time. And that was one of the other things that made near Replicant in that B playthrough. It was starting to be a slog because I was doing the same things. And that music... It's so good, uh-huh. but sometimes it's also so mellow. It was starting to turn into a fall asleep game for me too. And I was like, Da-da-da-da-da. Okay, nope. man, nope,
0: nope. I don't wanna go to sleep. I wanna I wanna play some video games, have some fun, watch shows, I don't care. But no, sleeping is not part of what's happening right now. And that's kind of what I'm getting to with Persona Strikers. Anytime I'm in the dungeons, I just feel like I just wanna like take a nap or relax. And then whenever I'm in the real world stuff where I'm actually interacting, that's when I'm smiles and I'm lo- I'm loving it. Yeah. It's so fun. It's so cool. All the characters are there. And so I am so torn by this game. It's driving me insane because I want to play this. I want to play it so bad. But I'm like, yeah, I just don't really enjoy the dungeon spots at all. Except for the original when you first get in just see what the dungeon is and stuff. That part's cool, but the rest is just not doing it. And I'm like, damn it. How do I how do I get through this? But alas, that's my week. There's stuff coming out that's probably going to distract me, and I'm going to disappear from Persona Five Strikers again uh-huh. for weeks. Ah, uh, but we'll get to that. But that was my week this week. We got all sorts of real life stuff, but I'm not going to talk about it right now. Maybe next week or the next week after to get slower. So here we are, Matt. How here we are.
1: Well, that was our weeks, but I'm going to give you a little bit of a story on the latest piece of my week. Last night, you know, I talked about that. Indie channel that I followed really heavier earlier in the year. I dream of indie, and I was like, "Oh, so cool!" I was in their Discord doing all the stuff, and then I totally fell off. And then I went, I was like, "Man, you know, I'm still in the Discord. Like, I never left because people will see if you leave, and I'm just like, I don't want to send a message that I don't like it. Let me show my face in the Discord with quote fingers. Let me let me pop in and see what's popping. And the very first post when I looked in there, or the newest post was, "Hey, anybody want uh, some free games?" I went. Well, I mean, I like free games. Free games are cool. I like indie games. I like them for free, especially. And then he went, I got codes for this game, that game, up, down, left, right, and Lotus War. And I went, Lotus War. I went, what? Oh, That could be any kind of game. It could be action RPG. It could be tactical RPG. It could be anything. I don't know anything about a Lotus War game that came out anytime recently.
0: Last one I played was Dreamcast. Yeah.
1: Let me look it up. Back at it. Boom, boom, boom. Go on Steam. Hey, Record of Lotus War, Deedlet in Wonder Labyrinth. And I went, what is this? Developed by Team Ladybug and Why So Serious, published by Playism. This came out not recently. So this is a backup release. It's something I didn't know about, and now it's here. It's it's been released upon my consciousness. It was in early access. It's fully released now as of March 27th, I believe, of this year. So it's a little bit old, but I looked at it, and I watched the trailer. And I was watching it, and I went, that's Symphony of the Night right there. Deedlet's running through. Jumping, she's got like the little after effects when she does the back dash. It's got nice. the little after effect things. She's doing the the attacks that look just like Alucard's uh-huh. attacks. And I went, "Hey, I dream of indie. I am looking for a free code for a game for that." And they went, "Hey." And there was two of us that popped up. It was just, it's just like magic. Boom! Hey, I'd like I'd like to play for a game. I'd like to play for a game. All right, you guys. How about this? How many episodes were there in the original first? Record of the Lotus War TV show. Eric, pick it. Go, right now. Don't look it up.
0: No, I can't look it up. I don't remember. I can't remember names. Come on.
1: Well, 13. You got it. That's exactly (laughs) what I
0: picked.
1: (laughs) I was going to be like 26, and then I went, no, no. First season of an anime, it's got to be 13. Shorter. Other dude picked 12. I got it. He went, what code do you want? I went, give me that Lotus War code. So now I own Record of Lotus War, Deedlet in Wonder Labyrinth, and I already explained to you what it is. It's Symphony of the Night. so cool. It's pretty obvious if you watch the trailers or anything that she's in some kind of dream or some kind of you know false reality scenario. Because a lot of the trailers have her running into characters. And her asking questions like, why are we here in this weird area? And them kind of brushing it off. So obviously that's the the framing device. Something's happened. She's woken up in this strange area. Something's going on. I don't know any more of the story other than that. But all you need to know is it's Symphony of the Night. You're doing Metroidvania stuff. You're hopping and bopping all around the castle or the labyrinth or the whatever. Exploring this area. Fighting a cool boss. Unlocking the way to the next area. Maybe you've unlocked a couple other rooms in the area you were in. Now you can explore a little more. What I've heard about this is it's not as deep as Symphony of the Night or Super Metroid or any of the big, big Metroidvanias. This one's more straightforward. You kind of go from point A to point B. It unlocks something. You maybe unlock a couple things in your area, and then you move on to the next one. I've heard the difficulty's not that bad. Some of these can be really difficult. This one's kind of a more easygoing experience. But you do have magic system where you can pick from, I think, five or so different elements. You're picking up weapons. You can only use swords and bows in this one, so it's a little streamlined there. But if you watch the gameplay of it, when she's shooting the bows, it's like rapid fire. You know, following the mouse cursor all around the screen. Looks really cool. Spells look really cool. The art is really gorgeous. Pixel art. As soon as I watched it in action, I had to have it because it looks so cool. And some of the trailers show off like big dragon bosses, you know, screen clear and attacks and all this stuff. So if you want a Metroidvania and you want some Lotus War especially, check out Record of Lotus War, Deedlet in Wonder Labyrinth. It's not going to take you a long time to beat because like I said, it's pretty simple. If you've played these kind of games before, you're going to get the gist of it. You're going to be plowing through it pretty quick. But if you're in need of a fix, I think it's only 20 bucks. 20 bucks for a handful of hours with some beautiful pixel art. Having a an easygoing Metroidvania time, you can't go wrong. Especially if you got a free like me. Oh yeah,
0: baby! Man, Woo! oh
1: man! Not only that, going back down memory lane, checking out some Rector
0: Lotus Wars stuff. Goodness gracious! I'll tell you what, I still have the VHS tapes of that series. Mm-hmm. I still have the Blu-ray set of that series. I loved. I loved that series. I played the Dreamcast game all the way through, even though it was a completely
1: broken, half-assed attempt at Diablo. I still played it (laughs) and beat it. (laughs) That's one of those series I never really got into, but I used to be a member of this, like, anime a month club, and they would send you one VHS tape a month, and one of them was the first Record of Lotus War, or it was, like, that episode and then, like, other episodes on some kind of compilation pack. And I watched it, and I was like, that looks really awesome. I got to start getting into that series. And I went to Suncoast that very weekend and I went, Where's Record of the Lotus War? And the shelf went, I don't know. I don't have it. Oh, so it's always been in the back of my mind. Hey, you need to be paying attention to that and doing that stuff. I've never had a chance to until right now because mm. I'm going to play the game. When we're done, I'm also going to go, Crunchyroll, do you have it? There and you it, go. Might, it might say yes or no. I don't know.
0: Hey, Funimation, Crunchyroll, somebody's got to have it. One of those two's got to have something of it. I'd definitely recommend it. It's old school for sure. So Mm -hmm. you got to be ready for them old school vibes. But it was really good. And it doesn't follow, it does follow some tropes. But with the main character, not really. It's definitely a uh, kind of around the main character story. So eh, sometimes that's fun. Sometimes that's neat. Instead of just getting your typical everybody wins, the hero gets so good. Everybody
1: loves the hero. He's the coolest. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's enough of the Lotus Wars. I'll tell you what, you know another game out that came out today, or well, tomorrow, depending on when this gets posted, we'll just say Friday. Hey everybody, Friday, as you're listening to this probably, guess what, Ratchet & Clank A Ripped Apart has come out for the brand new, spanking, beautiful system, PlayStation 5. You don't get to play this anywhere else. It's an exclusive, everybody. Only for me. Only for the elite, you know what I'm saying? The rare, awesome people who have the PlayStation 5.
1: Now, you called me an elitist the other day. Screw you. You're such an elitist, Eric. Such how could elitist. you exclude all of us oh, poor PS4 users? Boo-hoo-hoo, except I'm also a PS5 user, and I'm elite too. That's but right. I'm a self-hating elite. See, that's that's how we do it.
0: That's true. I understand. I get it. Well, you got yourself a new game, all right? It takes advantage of the PS5 in all the ways it can, except for, of course, that's not actually true because it's still early in the the PS5's life, so we're going to see stuff even better down the
1: road. But it takes advantage of it in all the ways it can right now. Yes,
0: right now, exactly. And I'll tell you what, the reviews are out. Metacritic, everybody, all of them, just stacking them up. It's looking like a solid dang game. Everyone's talking about it. I have it i can't wait to play it but i'm just old you know scrub so i don't get to play it until release date with everybody else in the world so i haven't got to play it yet however if you don't know it's ratchet and clank hey this is an actual canonical game taking place after the end of the nexus etc so you're going after dr nefarious it's you ratchet and clank trying to stop him for good guess what he finds a way to start using the dimensionator going through time dimensions finding out a place where he wins, and of course then drags you there, and you're like, oh my god, this sucks, wow. You meet a brand new character, Rivet, and she is going to help you on your journey. So now, not only do you get to play with Ratchet and Clank, but you get to play Rivet, and stuff happens with Rivet and Ratchet, and of course Clank, and Clank starts going back and forth, and you get to play with the two different characters, and it's super cool. And the best part is, is while you're playing and going through between the characters, all of your uh, equipment stays the same. You don't have to level up Rivet separately and get her guns up and do all that. Same with Ratchet. Everything you do is just going to be translated. And apparently they explain it a little bit in the story, but who cares? I just appreciate that fact because I don't feel like wasting time trying to level up both characters' weapons, etc. as I go through the game. And then, of course, from what I hear, the weapons function mostly the same between the two characters. But there are some slight deviations between them. Which is cool to me. Gives a little flair between the characters and what they're doing and how you know how they're using the weapons. And of course, speaking of weapons, man, you know it ain't a Ratchet and Clank game without about a billion different weapons. And there are a billion different weapons doing all sorts of nonsensical stuff. And while you're performing those weapons' abilities, doing it, the game gives you the opportunity. And this was patched in day one, but pre-day one, where you can go like performance mode or you can go fidelity or whatever. And apparently you want to go in the mode that gives you the 60 frames per second with the ray tracing, etc. But it cuts down on like some of the crisp clearness of the game. But you're not going to notice it. That's what I've been told. You're not going to notice it at all. Make sure you go for the 60 frames per second and the ray tracing and all that. Because when you're firing those weapons, they take full advantage of your ray tracing and all that. And apparently the lighting effects and all that stuff are just gorgeous in this game. Alright, so you're going to have a great time. You're going to be playing Ratchet & Clank, traveling through... The different dimensions, playing with Rivet. Now on the downside, because I did this too. I thought, oh cool, alright, I'm gonna have all these cool guns, unique things, and I'm gonna get to use the dimensionator or whatever at will to travel through and do cool stuff. No, no, it's all set pieces and you'll you know, you'll do the, the riffs and do all this stuff, and it didn't it doesn't work out the way a lot of people I wouldn't say a lot of people assumed, but the way they kind of showcased it. I feel like they did kind of showcase it in such a fashion that you were going to actually travel more than you do, except for the set piece times, but...
1: I see what you're saying, but I feel like there wasn't a time when they showed, like, Ratchet go like this. Actually and use And then, like, it. made it yeah. happen. He was always either falling through and it going, like, whoop, 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 whoop. Or it was kind of those, like, here's a broken piece of the world, and he mm-hmm. grabs it and kind of goes... Grabs it and... Whoosh, and grows and through. Yeah.
0: Goes through it or to it or whatever. Because sometimes it just jumps you forward to that spot. It doesn't actually yeah. take... change your dimension or whatever, so... All I can tell you, sound-wise, all of it stands up. Graphic-wise, fantastic. It is a canonical Ratchet & Clank, so if you're a fan of the series and want to keep playing, this is where you want to jump in, obviously. If you have not played Ratchet & Clank, which, for me, I only played the 2016 remake. I've never gotten into Ratchet & Clank before. I had fun with that, enjoyed it. I'm excited. And from what I hear, this is a great one to jump into. You don't have to go back and research everything. Obviously, there's going to be Easter eggs stuff you will miss and not understand, maybe not get a good kick out of. But it's a good point to get on board and have a good time. And then if you feel like you really love the series, you could always go backwards in time and play the other ones. But there you go. This game speaks for itself. I mean, it's it's looking gorgeous.
1: One of the things that kind of surprised me is I watched a few reviews of this, too, because it's always been on my radar, but I decided to hold off for a while.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But every review I saw said how great the story is. And I was really surprised by that because I have I played most all of the Ratchet and Clank games except for like the most recent ones. And the story was fine, but the characters and the set pieces were fun. It wasn't like, oh, man, Ratchet is such a great character and he evolves mm-hmm. and does this stuff. But that's all I hear about this one is he's going through some stuff and Clank is going through some stuff and Rivet's going through a bunch of stuff and all the story's really good, which is just surprising because it was always a, we're going after the bad guy and things are kind of goofy, but we're blowing stuff up and having a crazy blow up time. So I'm kind of surprised by that.
0: And that's where I want to play it for myself because I I heard that too. Several reviews were talking about how good the story was and how each character had their problems. But I also got a couple reviews that were like, eh, "It's just a video game ass story, you know. It's it's okay, but nothing like to write home about, mm-hmm. you know." But I'll give you this: these reviewers who said that are really keen on like the Last of Us Two type stuff. So I think they were looking for like you know an in depth, super de- you know deep message, and and so can't you know don't particularly just enjoy a fun romp anymore.
1: You know what I mean? I will say one of the people who whose review I saw said that he was like it reminds me so much of the Last of Us Part Two, and I went, "What? That's no, don't what? What? That makes no (laughs) sense whatsoever. What are you talking about? If and if it does, then I don't want to play
0: that game. I was going to say that this game is getting beyond what I want to play. Yeah, I I, I don't really particularly enjoy games that want to just create crazy characters that are all busted up in the head, and no, not for me. I see that in real life all the time. I don't, I don't need my games.
1: I already stopped playing a sad game. Don't make me sad in Ratchet & Clank <laughs> too. I don't want to be sad. I don't want to
0: be sad. I want to be happy. And there is so much more happy stuff to talk about anyway, Matt. That's true.
1: One of the happiest things, my favorite part of the show, except it doesn't matter today because we have so much more better stuff to talk about. But we got Shift Codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands 2, a fantastic game that we played through like three different times, and that's too many times and we're never going to play it again. But if you're going to play it again, go check it out. Get those free loot. We also got a little hot fix in Borderlands 3. They changed the trial to the new true trial. You got Dinosaur with guns on his face. And they got a bunch of weapon buffs, which is great. But who cares? Because there's a bunch more cool stuff to talk about. This dude will stuff say to the, talk one about. Thing, I don't the one care. thing don't before don't
0: we free care. fall. I don't care. Unkept, it's the Unkept Herald. It got a damage boost, and that I am happy about. The others don't really care too much about. It. I did try King's Call, Queen's Call out, you know, but whatever. Unkept Herald, that's the only one I want to mention. It got a damage boost, and I'm happy about it because that is a fantastic weapon.
1: There's one gun that matters, but it's not here yet because it's coming in a couple it's weeks. It's coming soon, man. Can't wait for that Cartel's event. I'm going to get my OPQ system. It's going to be fantabulous. It's going to be great. Mm-mm. Speaking of
0: fantabulous, wonderful, beautiful, bizarro, today the Summer Game Fest kicked off, and just right off the bat, yeah. it just kicked off with freaking Gearbox's next title, well, oh, 2K Gearbox's next title, man, oh, man, man, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, whoo, doggie.
1: Now... This was hilarious because earlier today you went, it's great that they're going to announce it and they're going to show it off, but it's going to suck because we're not going to be able to talk about what we wish it was because the rumors came out that it was going to be some game called Wonderlands, and now it's here and it's announced and we know what it is, basically. And I was like, ah, it's fine. I'll be too excited to know what it is. And like five minutes later, I thought to myself, man... When I heard the name Wonderlands, I thought like, theme park. Mm -hmm. Like, Tiny Tina's crazy theme park. She made a crazy area, and it's going to be a Borderlands game. But that five minutes after we had that conversation, I thought to myself, wouldn't it be so cool if it wasn't really a Borderlands game, and it was more like a fantasy game? Kaboom! I would have been right! I would have been the sage of all sages and greatness. Because that's what it is. You're playing a bunkers and badasses campaign, obviously, with Tiny Tina, but it's not Borderlands. It's swords and sorcery and sorcery guns and looting and you're not playing a vault hunter you're customizing your own character there's so much cool stuff in here it's all the things that i wanted it to be it is exactly what i wanted it to be and what i would have said on the show but they still haven't explained whether it's gonna be
0: first person or actually like some kind of board game type thing or like an rpg-esque experience i know you get to play it up to three friends solo or up to three so I'm I'm wondering. I did see they had the spell casters, things like that going on. Hmm. So it's definitely taking a step away from your typical, "Hey, here's your gun and you shoot 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 shoot." There's going to be other routes to victory here. But the trailer never showed anything gameplay-wise. And so I'm like, "Well, okay, so what is this? Like is Tiny Tina going to come down and change the script or the uh, actual environment's going to change up? It's going to be like some weird procedurally generated stuff?" or is it going to be a fixed environments, fixed story and you're just first person going through it with, you know, the fun quips and added ins that Tiny Tina will do or is this something completely different? Are you going to be like third person in this game and you're actually going to have spell bars and casting things and, you know, like your um, Dragon Age type RPG experience? It still hasn't really said. I assume it's going to be first person shooter
1: because that's just what gearbox does
0: for the most part but
1: i would assume so as well but at the same time when you think about it hey you can create your own character and do your own thing that doesn't lend itself to the traditional borderlands role unless you're mm. creating what your character looks like but he's barbarian class or mage class or whatever so uh, I, I i really feel like it's going to be it's going to feel like traditional borderlands but in a different type universe where you're actually using you know different weapons and spells and things but maybe it could be anything crazy. I'm, I'm I'm hoping that it's more crafted, though, as opposed to like procedurally generated. Yeah,
0: I have a feeling it will be. Yeah,
1: I have a feeling it will be. Or if she changes something on the fly, it will be a shunk screen white. Like, hey, mm-hmm. look, now it's raining. Now it's this. Now instead of you growing through a pile of bones, it's a lava world or something.
0: It'll be one of like two or three things that she can change it to yeah yeah so it's not procedurally generated it is a crafted map it's just it'll sometimes just roll it'll be
1: different. which crafted thing is mm-hmm. going to show up
0: yeah and that was the other part is like are there going to be roles involved so like you're going to get to an area and she's going to roll and that's how you get these different events and or bad guys like whatever it could be you know like oh roll for initiative and roll you know roll roll for observation and then you're like oh you didn't see the trap door. And then, whoop, you go on path B instead of path A or path C and then you go through. So all your different playthroughs, you know, have the possibility to be slightly different, but it's still crafted. And on top of that, like I said, are you just going to be first person shooting guns and then pushing some alternate button if you're a spellcaster, Or do you not have Oh, they also said swords, etc. So Mm -hmm. there's melee weapons. I mean, I still have so many questions. Like, how are they going to make this work in that in that environment?
1: Well, you know, there was this other game that was really cool where characters had spells, uh, they had spells and they had, like, and they guns had, like, and, and guns. then other ones had swords they, and they had uh, really cool, fresh, had, yeah. awesome abilities. And some that's, are melee. Yeah, that's just what I thought of as soon as you said, well, but they got swords, and I went, they did a game that had all these things in it. Maybe this is the way to shine it up. It won't have competition. You won't be... You know, online PvP in, so you won't have servers that go up and down or populations that go up and down. Maybe this is, you know, you're taking Battleborn in a different form.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: Battleborn style, crazy abilities and ranges of abilities for your characters to do. I feel like that would be awesome because you could so, have like you would have like a dragoon that could be Caldarius, a dragon. You jump mm-hmm. up, you hover, you rain down spells, and then you have the crash to earth type thing. Duh. Ah, and I can ah. just,
0: and I'm just gonna recreate Phoebe, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just me, and Phoebe. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just gonna, gonna be, be a rapier, I'm gonna be the assassin
1: thing. class. You're gonna be assassin. Cloak, all oh, my cloaks wearing off. Poison dagger in the back. Stack the poison up. Oh,
0: Do you think they're gonna have a mid, you know a mid range blonde hair, you know functionality in there? Female, obviously. Oh, I wonder if we're going to put her in a dress, you know? I don't. I know. wonder if you'd
1: be able to, like, make a snake man. Some kind of, like, lizard yeah. reptile dude with a hood. No that'd way. Be, that'd be pretty cool.
0: That'd be pretty cool, but I don't know, man. I think you're stretching it for
1: Pendles. <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, he doesn't yeah. have to have a big snake face, but all the best fantasy stuff, there's, like, lizard race people, and they're mm-hmm. usually sneaky and dirty and, and scoundrelly.
0: I hope so, man. I really do. And then, of course, did you see Andy Sandberg. Yeah. is one of the voices. <laughs> all, these, all these crazy, funny like, people what? are in it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wanda
1: Sykes. Yeah. That's the other thing that got me excited is when I was thinking about Wonderland in my head and this cool fantasy take on it, I went, what if it was as funny as Borderlands, but just in a different way? You know, because it wasn't that traditional Borderlands humor. Boom. It's in a fantasy setting. You do you're gonna have your tiny teen humor in there too, but they're gonna talk to all these other characters. Andy Sandberg's gonna be some person, Wanda Sykes, all these other people, all these hilarious people. they're gonna bring their own spin out of things, which as we've seen, gearbox's collaborative process makes certain characters certain ways because the actors talk to the writers and back and forth and up and down and left and right. I can't wait to see what this is gonna feel like. I'm hoping it's I'm hoping there isn't so much like modern, modern like meme type jokes in there but it's really funny in just like kind of making fun of the tropes traditional ways too you know hmm. what i'm saying
0: i do indeed i i hope all that's there i can't wait to see like some actual gameplay of what they've got in mind for this particular title mm-hmm. but unfortunately what i feared happened happened and they were like hey well you know we're hoping like sometime in 2022 and
1: i went uh not just sometime in 2022 they said early 2022. Don't shake your head at me. I'm going to be positive for once and all say, right. "Hey, they said it? early." So that says to me that we're going to start seeing again. Maybe we'll see the gameplay trailer during their big presentation because remember they still got a big presentation coming up with Randy Pitchford out on stage and all these other cool people out on stage. Yeah, but Ashley said later this summer maybe. Uh, 2 days later is later this summer, dude. <laughs> oh that's true because what a fun twist for randy to do we've already seen it like seven times already today oh wait 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 (laughs) one more thing you know we already just announced wonderlands but uh, one more thing i got a special surprise for you guys quick little 30 second gameplay teaser trailer boom and then of course
0: you gotta have claptrap dressed up in his wizard outfit being silly ridiculous whatever that's got to happen.
1: Maybe somebody comes rolling on stage as Claptrap Wizard, and he goes, zap, and throws to the thing.
0: There you go. And then it's Jim Feronda in a Claptrap suit.
1: And he just busts out, hey, it's me. <laughs> they flew me yeah. out here and stuck me inside this, <laughs> this big heavy metal, me. metal it's thing. It's also very suit. hot in here. Oh, jeez. I'm
0: uncomfortable, yes. But hey, you know what? I'm excited. I don't care. So there's potential. It's just right now... When I once I heard it's like you know ways off and and like unlike you I don't know you say early twenty twenty two in business speak early twenty two early twenty twenty two is like August so I'm like well we'll see that's not no
1: no no yeah it is every time now if they said like Q one that could be financial Q one which is literally a Q two I don't buy it I don't buy it I'm being positive on this one later this summer. Why would you put it off until August? You're going to put it off two days until Randy Pittsford's on stage, and you could going to be like, oh, what a swerve. You're hey, sneaky. I, I you're a sneaky pants, Ashley Birch. You got us.
0: I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see it so bad because, oh, man, it's looking good. I loved, loved Tiny Tina and all of her shenanigans and mm-hmm. her freaking DLCs. So, for me, this is a win. It's just yeah. a win. There's no way this is going to be bad for me. So, I'm, I can't wait, and I want it now. But, of course, like I said, we don't get it now and I'm like a little kid, and I'm like, I'm mad. I just want to throw my candy on the ground, not enjoy the little piece I just got. I want to throw it on the ground and cry and whine to get my big chunk of chocolate, man. That's what I want. The big chocolate.
1: I feel like something happened earlier today that you're not exactly telling us about, but you are telling us about. But here's a here's a big chunk of chocolate you can shove right in your mouth right now, except not exactly right now. It's still like a month and a half away. We also got a new tribes of Midgard trailer, which cool. It's a lot of stuff we've been seeing: giants and stuff, and big old walls coming out, and off you go to grab gather your resources, build up your city. But then we also got the release date of July twenty seventh. But you know, when companies say July twenty seventh, when they yeah. say a specific really date, I think mm-hmm. they really mean December nineteenth of twenty twenty four. That's oh, I'm I pretty think.
0: sure. I'm pretty sure we'll see them delay this to September fifteenth or something. Probably. No,
1: Eric. No, it's not happening.
0: That's all the games do anymore, Matt. That's all anybody does. They just delay, 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 tell you dates, they break your heart, change it.
1: This one's not big enough it. to do that. It's not big enough to do that. Okay. Plus, they've been running through, you know, are they in early access officially? I can't remember because I never do early access mm-hmm. stuff. But they've been posting know. up the devlogs. They've been posting up all the stuff on Twitter. It looks good. It's, if it's right around the corner, then that's great. I love it.
0: Yep, another game to be looking forward to. Looks good. Has been looking good. I've been watching them, following them forever, checking out everything they post. I will just be super excited to see this one put together and actually a playable game because, you know, like I said, I keep seeing chunks, pieces, parts, never the whole thing, never what it is as a whole. So I can't wait. I can't wait to get in there and just actually build up my town See how the events actually work and what you spend most of your time doing and instead of just, hey, here's the quick pit. Look at this boss guy you're going to fight eventually sometimes. I want to see what the day-to-day and what the grind is and whether that's going to be interesting or something that I'm like, nah, not for me.
1: And I feel like to be a little more realistic, I agree with you 100% on that because I like what the trailers look like. Cool bosses and all this stuff. But then when I watch them go around harvesting stuff, I kind of go, well... That's kind of like, you know, a, a top-down, like, Path of Exile, pointy-clicky type of thing, and I'm not really about those kinds of games. And if it's, hey, you got seven days of going and harvesting and building and fighting, you know, maybe an imp or two here or a kobold over there, if it's more harvesting and building stuff, I'm probably not going to be too excited about it unless you can maybe automate it if you get some surfs going, like, hey, these guys uh-huh. go do resources, you know, build up a like I always used to do in the Warcraft games, build up a, a bunker that just churns out humans and then just send the humans out. Get a big wad and out they go and then I can just run around and do whatever I want.
0: Yeah, there's this game that was called Breath of Fire 3. They used to have these <laughs> these fairies that you could uh, get a little town in and then you'd send your fairies out and they'd build stuff for you, gather all the crap you need from them. You just come in and pop in they'd be like, oh look, I found all the logs you need to build the new hut. Cool, build the new hut.
1: Thanks. Like I said, that's what I did in the Red Alert games too. I'd just get all the workers up and just be like, hey, this whole area, I put like a wall. Everybody just go in and just farm the ever loving shenanigans out of that. Oh, I got enough for a barracks. Boom, barracks. Got enough for units.
0: Mm-hmm. And that would make it really cool yeah. because then it would be that great game where I log in, you know, every day and I come in 20 minutes just allocating, mm-hmm. doing my Do thing. Do a Check little Check it bit, out, yeah. yep. Oh 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 oh! We've we've got to the point where the big thing's coming now. I, I gotta play. Here's the night where I actually gotta go out and grrr, wreak havoc, go nuts. Then boom, allocate, pop off, beautiful. I love it. The world keeps moving. I keep getting stuff. It's a fun time. But yes, if if, if that ain't the case, and it's like oh hey, go harvest wood for three hours. I don't, have, I, don't I don't have time for that.
1: I'm I'm hoping that's what it is. But since it, it's such a big multiplayer group. It's like ten mm-hmm. people can have a little village together. I have a feeling it's going to be well. Bobby and Timmy and Ralphie and Steve went out and got wood and iron today, so you better come in and start go getting gold or start building the stuff up. I'll do I'll do it for ours for a little while, and then I'll go. Man, I was to say you need to get more friends, X, and start harvesting fish. It's
0: getting too hard. It's getting too hard. And 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 guess what? We both didn't get on yesterday, and one of the giants came and he destroyed everything. So. Uh-huh. We're starting over, starting over, to, starting over. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so yes, I I'm optimistic. I want it to be great. It looks cool. All the stuff they've been showcasing have been have been wonderful. But I just need to really see it in action before I commit to this one, because uh, I can't. Ha- I just don't have the money to buy game after game and game, and then just ditch it halfway through or you know one quarter through or whatever.
1: Yeah, I literally just did that, and it feels bad, and I'm not going to do that again.
0: It, exactly. I've done it twice now, and I don't like it. And mm-hmm. It really f- pisses me off because it's, I could have spent it on a million other things, man. A million
1: other things. So we've covered the big Gearbox stuff. There's obviously a million more games out there. Day of the so Devs happened games. right after the Summer Games Fest. But I'm going to say we got one last one. One thing that you saw today that you're excited about, Eric. One thing go.
0: All right. God, that's so punishing and I don't really like it, Matt. But, (laughs) fine. Back for Blood. That's mine. God bless, man. They showcased that little new trailer they put together, some gameplay and everything going on, the new enemy type they put in there. I just was sitting there going, this is what we're going to be able to play. This is what we're going to be able to play. I can't wait. I was so stoked for the Borderlands Night game to be Back for Blood. I'm just like, I'm in it. I'm in it. I love... This is going and shooting zombies, freaking everything going on. These crazy new things are introducing like that giant ogre looking zombie. That they introduced last time this one, oh, God. the quirky characters and how like they were just interacting and the jokes and the stupid comments back and forth. That's that, that's that classic Borlands night where I'm just over here quoting them as they say it. Cause we've heard it about 20,000 times. Mm-hmm. And then we go, hey, hey, and then we make up some side hustle quip to go with it. And, of course, whatever weird things we come up with and names we call the enemies ourselves, it just has that Borderlands Night game feel to it. True. And I'm like, there it is. That's one that we'll be able to put in the rotation and just keep playing and playing because you know you don't have to play it. There's no particular story that you have to keep up on or you're going to forget and get shitty at. It just was fun. It's cool, fun. Whenever we feel like it, pop it in and play it. And I was like, yep, I'm down.
1: Now, two things on this. One, I still want to see a bit more cohesive gameplay of it, because that trailer was cool and awesome, but it was a lot of like, chunk, here's the thing, chunk, here's the thing, chunk, here's the Uh thing. And I want to see it come together, because that's what Left 4 Dead did so well is you would like kind of ride that roller coaster up and down and there'd be some quiet moments, but then one, oh God, here comes a horde. Or, you know, you'd have to activate the thing and oh, here comes all the stuff. Or you turn a corner and there's a boomer right there. Oh, Jesus. I'm looking forward to seeing more on that. And then the second thing, I'm calling you it out, Eric. You told me that was right around the corner. It's like, just like, june 10th also and i went gosh geez, there's I no way you were completely wrong i was completely completely off, off base because they delayed it they delayed it i don't what, believe it goes I don't right believe back you. to my point there's no this way because right they said the alpha point. demo is like oh, june 12th there's no way you misunderstood you misremembered it can't be <laughs> but it's better because it's coming out in october 12th october. i think it was mm-hmm. and hey zombies and monsters is spook season Spook season is October, so there you go. It's perfect.
0: It makes perfect sense. It feels wonderful. I'm looking forward to it even more now. There's so many other things, but we said one. So Matt, what's your one?
1: Like you said, there's so many other things. Even just in the Day of the Devs thing, I told you I was watching. I'm like, man, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that. I'm going to have to watch that again so I can write them all down in a list and keep track of them. But one thing that happened, it came right after Wonderlands. And I was like... They are like, hey, ha, you remember this cool thing from the 80s and the 90s? Well, it's back in a new way. And I went, what are you talking about? It's just like, Thundercats, what is this? And it turned out to be Metal Slug Tactics. Oh, I know. And Metal Slug is one of those games, every time I see it, my eyes like bug out. And I look at it and I go, "That's it's so amazing. And I've played a few Metal Slugs. And I'm not that great at them, but just watching them in action and playing them is so much fun. And then... It's a tactical RPG here. You got synergy between your characters, you can sync up attacks, and just seeing those metal slug graphics, seeing the big like SNK Neo Geo type explosions, the big like chunky characters moving around on the on the little battle screen, everything about that trailer made me so happy. I have to get it. I'm 100% gonna get it. Oh, I'm getting it. I'm gonna be tacticsing it up like a fool. I don't care if it's good, bad, indifferent, if it's long, if it's short. I gotta play that game. Just, just from the look of it, I love it. It looks amazing. I love, I love tactics
0: games. And then Fio stole my heart, and I said, "Oh, yep, me and Fio,
1: mm-hmm. we're gonna
0: be, we're gonna be tight. You know, she's gonna be my best friend. We're gonna, we're gonna kill people together and have a great time doing it." Mm-hmm. I was instantly sold. I was like, "Yep, oh yeah, tactics, Metal Slug. All that comes to mind when you say Metal Slug to me, arcades. Mm-hmm. Just being in the arcades when life was better and good and amazing. I went, yeah."
1: And that Neo Geo sound. That's Mm -hmm. the other thing. I see the Neo Geo look of the characters and I hear that Neo Geo (laughs) big explosion sound. And it just, it warps my mind back, like you said, to just happy times of just looking at that and being amazed. Like I can see the scan lines in my brain when I look at that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's real gaming right there. That's it. And now it's back here in a new fun way. That's also something that I also love. Oh, it's going to be great. Can't wait. God bless.
0: Now I'm excited. <laughs> and there's so many others, but we're not going to sit here and talk about them all night. We'll probably get to more stuff next week oh, yeah. once E3 is taking place. Summer Games Fest is mostly over, except for like a couple weird things. It's kind of weird, but whatever. The gist and the big kaboom will be done, and we will go on an extravaganza about it.
1: I'm going to have like a literal pad full of notes of all these games that I have to talk about. But what about you out there in podcast listener land? What caught your eye during the Summer Games Fest? What do you want Wonderlands to be? Are you excited for Metal Slug Tactics? Tell us anything. Via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com, on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme, and find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Indeed,
0: while you're looking over there on the old Facebook, check out the old Patreon. Yes, folks, we have a Patreon set up. We treat it like a little tip jar. You like what you hear, like what we're doing, consider getting over there and throwing on a buck, two bucks, three bucks, five bucks. Any kind of bucks helps out, keeps the lights on, keeps us smoking and roping and doing what we got to do.
1: I don't smoke. You don't smoke.
0: I don't smoke. And we don't rope either. But I was just thinking of cowboys, you know what I mean? It just kind of popped in my head. Yeah,
1: you do smoke smoking ropes. Smoking and
0: roping. Yeah, they do smoking ropes and stuff. It's the whole thing. You guys go read it up. You just go figure it out. We're out, the, doing...
1: <laughs> we're out on the range of the podcast. We're, the we're, we're right. herding all these other podcasts out of our way, on our way That's to the top. That's what we're
0: doing. That's how we do it. That's what we do. We're roping in the patrons, getting them in there, you know, yeah. lastling them up. Yeah. Feeding them milk straight from the cow's teeth. I don't know. It's weird stuff going on here. Why not?
1: You're thirsty. I got the That's I got right. mama's milk right here.
0: Boom, bang, bang, boom. We formaldehyde on it so you don't get any infections. It's perfect. A... <laughs>
1: don't 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 puke it's
0: too... <laughs> it's it. That was too far. Too much. Too much formaldehyde. It's not good for you. Don't drink the formaldehyde if you're gonna go suck a cow's tea. Anyway, while you're doing all that, you. <laughs> You can give us the old bucks. If you can't donate money, hey, guess what? That's okay, too. As Matt said, come help us out in other ways. Give us the mailbag questions, feedback, all the cool stuff. We love the interactions. We love talking to folks and laughing at them behind their backs. It's the best time ever, okay? So think about it.
1: And speaking of the best time ever, you can have that with us on our very next episode. We talk all about E3, and I have that pad full of notes, and it's like a six-hour episode because we can't stop talking about video games. That's going to be on the 17th of June. You can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a view, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And hey, I'm going to keep saying hey, 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 hey. Hey. We really do appreciate it.
0: Indeed we do. We appreciate it just like we appreciate that five-star review. I'm going to put formaldehyde up in your eyes if you don't give us that
1: five-star review. That's another threat. We can't end it on a threat. But all I'm going to do now is just go to the ending and say, no, 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 not not to me. Yeah, to you. That's even worse. I'm going to punish the co-host
0: over here. I'm going to punish Matt. He's going to get formaldehyde in the eyes, folks. This is on you.
1: I mean, I did tell you I was going to wear your body as a suit. and do Yes, this fat you did man earlier. Coat, I didn't
0: forget. So. Yes, you were going to put my intestines around your body. It was going to be really weird. So I think formaldehyde's not even nearly as bad as what you were talking about.
1: That was a good conversation. It was a fun one. <laughs> but with that, there's nothing else to say but... Don't forget to save. and sit down.